You're listening to the Night Demon Network. Go to nightdemon.net slash subscriber to unlock more exclusive content. Hello and welcome to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Nesbitt, the Howling Man. So on this podcast, I've made some claims about things being my favorite, my favorite song on a certain Night Demon album, favorite album cover from a Night Demon release. But today we're going to dig into what is probably my favorite Night Demon song of all time, The Howling Man. Howling Man is a classic, and when I say that, I literally mean it. The song goes way back, like way, way back. So how far back? There's demos of the song with all three drummers. And uh, how far back? Night Demon had only played once, one time, one show, when this song was first demoed. Uh, How far back? This song has a studio demo that predates the Night Demon logo. I can't wait to get into this one. This is The Howling Man. Okay, The Howling Man. So this episode might seem a little different. It might seem like I'm rambling or going off on a tangent, but there's a good reason for it, and it'll all make sense eventually, I promise. So, okay, one of my favorite Simpsons moments, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, October 25th, 1990, uh, Hungry Are the Damned. So you probably know the episode, the aliens, Krang, and Kodos. They abduct the Simpsons, they feed them, Lisa finds a book titled How to Cook Humans. The aliens blow some dust off the cover of the book, shows that the title is actually How to Cook for Humans. Then Lisa blows off some more of this dust, shows the title to be How to Cook 40 Humans. The aliens blow off the rest of the dust, and it shows the book is actually titled How to Cook for 40 Humans. It's uh, a pretty funny gag. Don't you see what's happening here? They're fattening us up so they can eat us! Oh, come on, Lisa! It's a harmless cookbook. It's just a little dusty. (sighs) Wait a minute. 
Wait, there's still more space dust on here. <sighs> Let me get this straight. You thought they thought we were going to eat them. <laughs> if you're a Simpsons fan, you definitely know this episode. It's a classic joke. It's actually a parody of the Twilight Zone episode called To Serve Man. Mr. Chambers! Mr. Chambers! Don't get on that ship! The rest of the book, To Serve Man, it's, it's a cookbook! No! So did I get that that was a Twilight Zone parody when I first saw that Simpsons episode for the first time that Halloween? No, it went completely over my head. 2011, the movie Bridesmaids comes out, and the characters in that movie, I think they're flying to Vegas, they're on a plane, the main character, uh, she gets drunk, and she gets paranoid that there's a woman churning butter on the wing. gentlemen as you can see the captain has turned on the fasten seatbelt sign it appears we've run into a rough patch of weather so i have please. an announcement too there is a colonial woman on the wing it's a woman on the wing i saw her there is something they're not telling us right. there's a colonial woman she was turning Steve. butter she was turning Steve butter on that wing she is out there right now shit i found that part pretty funny in the movie it's actually a parody of the twilight zone episode nightmare at Twenty Thousand feet What's going on? He's pulling up one of the cowling lights. He? Didn't my wife? There's a man out there. Keep your voice down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I I, I, I don't know what's going on here. Will you look, Mr. Wilson? I'm warning you. Will you please look in the name of? So, Bridesmaids, the movie, makes a Twilight Zone joke. Did I get it? Again, no, I didn't. Again, it was completely over my head. No idea that it was a Twilight Zone reference. Another example, 1997, Saturday Night Live, Pamela Lee with Rollins Band. Uh, episode aired April 19th, 1997. Rollins Band kicked ass, by the way, did a killer version of Starve. So, midway through this episode of Saturday Night Live, there's a fake Twilight Zone sketch with Norm MacDonald and Pam Anderson. Pretty funny, of course, anything with Norm MacDonald. Pretty hilarious. A hideously disfigured woman hoping for one last chance at a medical miracle. Today, her bandages come up. But we must not be surprised by what we see, for beauty is in the eye of the beholder, even in the twilight zone. So the sketch at the hospital, the doctors take the bandages off of Pam Anderson's face. She looks super hot, but the doctors find her hideous. And then they pan out, and you see that the doctors are they're on an alien planet where everyone is disfigured, and Pam Anderson, in comparison, she's the ugly one. So I thought it was funny. I knew it was, uh, you know, a parody of The Twilight Zone. I had absolutely no idea this was an actual Twilight Zone episode. Almost exactly. Ever see her face, 307? Indeed I have. If it were mine, I'd bury myself in a grave someplace. 
poor thing. So a funny Saturday Night Live sketch, basically a complete tribute to the Twilight Zone episode Eye of the Beholder, but I had no idea. It went right over my head. No idea that this was an actual Twilight Zone episode. Okay, I'm not going to go on like this all day. One more example. Drew Carey Show 1999 is an episode about Y2K. Uh, The episode ends with Drew Carey. He's alone in a bomb shelter. He's the last man alive in the world. He has a stockpile of Playboy magazines. He sneezes and he breaks his glasses. Let's have all my playboys. <clears throat> and all the time in the world. Let's see. Where did I leave off? Oh, July 1999. Girls of Hawaiian Tropic. <laughs> so it's a funny gag. He has all the time in the world. He has every Playboy magazine, but he breaks his glasses, can't read them. It's an exact parody of the eighth episode of The Twilight Zone, Time Enough at Last. Books! Books! All the books I'll need! All the books! All the books I'll ever want! And the best thing, the very best thing of all, is there's time now. Ah, there's time enough at last. was all the time I needed. That's not fair. (laughs) That's not fair. So all throughout my life, Futurama, Simpsons, Family Guy, Saturday Night Live, countless movies, I could list a dozen or more times that references to specific episodes of The Twilight Zone flew completely over my head. Which brings me to The Howling Man. Okay, so cut to 2019. So me and my buddy Josh, we have an Iron Maiden podcast. It's called Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. It's the number one Maiden podcast on the internet, over 1 million downloads. It's a shameless plug. You can go check it out. We get turned on to Night Demon from a listener. So they recommend Maiden Hell, which we play on the podcast, and me and Josh kind of get hooked. 
we totally get into Darkness Remains, and we both become fans of this new band instantly. So soon after that, me and Josh were hunting. We're at his cabin in central Newfoundland. We dig back into more of Night Demon's catalog. So we get into the earlier stuff. It's a dark fall night. We got a fire going in the wood stove, having a few drinks, and this song comes on. And something about the intro, the howling, the riff, the breakdown, it just hits me in a certain way in the middle of the woods in a cabin with a fire on and a drink. And at that moment, it becomes one of my favorite Night Demon songs. So cut to many months later, Jarvis has been on our Maiden podcast to talk about Maiden Hell, and we kind of get chatting semi-regularly online about metal and Maiden, and by this weird chain of coincidences, uh, which we'll cover in a future episode, Night Demon come to Newfoundland for a one-off show, and they play an amazing set, my first time seeing them live, and I'm losing my mind when in the set list, live, on comes the Howling Man, and I distinctly remember Armand reaching out over the audience and hammering on that riff. One of the highlights of that show, for sure, and I just realized... How much I love this song. The next day, the day after the Night Demon show, me and Jarvis are in my shed having a few beer. Uh, this is actually the night when we came up with the idea for the Night Demon Heavy Metal podcast. But anyway, we're in my shed. We're listening to a cassette mixtape. So aside from a beer fridge, my shed is like a graveyard for like VHS tapes of concerts, cassette tapes, any obsolete media that my friends want to rid themselves of. If it's related to rock or metal, my shed becomes a home for it. So we're in my shed having a few beers, listening to a cassette mixtape. The mixtape is named Boner Jams Number 1. Uh, jam spelled with a Z. I know it's stupid, but anyway, I have that cassette mixtape in front of me. I'll read this track list. Rainbow, Thin Lizzy, Misfits, Priest, Maiden, Deep Purple, Merciful Fate, Sir Lord, Baltimore, Stooges. And then The Howling Man by Night Demon. So we're listening to this tape. With Jarvis in the shed, and on comes a song by his band. So I tell Jarvis it's one of my favorite Night Demon songs, and he says, you know what that song's about, right? And uh, I had no idea. And again, this is probably the most blatant example of a specific Twilight Zone reference that has gone completely over my head. I had absolutely no idea that this song was about a Twilight Zone episode. So Jarvis tells me I should check out that episode, uh, you know, we have a few more beers, hook up with the rest of the band, we party on into the night, the guys head to the airport, early in the a.m., off they go to their next show. But now I need to know what this song is about, and I need to know the whole story. Hey guys, Nesbitt here. 
you would like to support Night Demon and this podcast, the best way to do it is to become a Night Demon subscriber. Not only will you be doing your part to support a true heavy metal band out there really living it, you'll also gain access to a ton of extras. Bonus audio content, a subscriber-only merch store with rare items from the band's archives, you can stream never-before-heard demos and unearth live concerts from the live vaults, communicate with the other Night Demon diehards on an exclusive subscriber forum, and gain early access to all press releases, album pre-orders, new merchandise, and a ton more. And another thing that I think is pretty cool is Night Demon will be donating 10% of every subscription fee to the Metal Cares Foundation, which is a charitable fund the band started in 2014 to aid those in our metal community. So head over to nightdemon.net slash subscriber and join us as we make heavy metal history together as one. And on a side note, I'll personally think you're a grade A badass. (laughs) So I go ahead, I download the first two seasons of The Twilight Zone a few days later. I spend a week or so binge-watching. And as I go through, I realize how many of the jokes and scenes in movies and TV that, you know, I just haven't gotten over the years. It went over my head. So episode after episode, I'm like constantly saying to myself, oh, that's where that came from. Or, oh, I remember seeing that in that movie. Anyway, I watch until I get to episode 42, The Howling Man. It's an incredible story. I, I have all people know this. And you won't believe me, no, not at first. But I'm going to tell you the whole thing. Then you will believe because you must. You must believe. So over the next 25 minutes, as I watch that episode, The Howling Man goes from one of my favorite Night Demon songs to my all-time favorite. This episode of The Twilight Zone, The Howling Man, completely blows my mind. And you do hear it. As I have heard it every hour of every day for five long years. Why did you lie? I didn't. When I told you that no man howled at the hermitage, I was being perfectly honest. What you saw is not a man. It is the devil himself. So The Howling Man, episode of The Twilight Zone from 1961, I think. But 50 years later, almost to the day, it spawns this demo in 2011.
So, 50 years after the episode came out, 11 years ago from now, demo, guitar and bass, Jarvis Leatherby and Brent Woodward, in Brent's bedroom, Warner Street, Ventura, California, December 17th, 2011. There's a lot more demos and early versions we'll get into, but uh, this killer metal song, which was first written 11 years ago based on a show over 60 years old, well, this song, which was already one of my favorites, it takes on a whole new meaning to me now. So sometimes a song, I guess, can hit you a certain way at a certain time and place when it's just right, and sometimes seeing a song live can kind of cement it into your brain as a favorite. And sometimes you can have, like, new light shed on a song you already like, and it makes that song impact even more. And all of that is true for The Howling Man and me. So, what is it about this episode of The Twilight Zone that makes it such a great material for a metal song? And why this episode? Here's Jarvis Leatherby. Why is it the best Twilight Zone episode? I'm not sure that you know, the, the public would agree with that. I'm sure many people would, it's a very popular one, but it's not as popular as, you know, I I wouldn't even say it's in the top 10 most popular, you know, known around the world. But for me, it's definitely one of my favorites, Um, you know, and the twilight zone, let me just get it out of the way is my favorite television show of all time. Hands down. There's nothing else that even really comes close to it for me. Um, this is a very special episode. Um, you know, I, I'd like to mention that this, this specific episode was written by Charles Beaumont, who was a great writer on the twilight zone. He did other episodes, uh, such as the, the prime mover shadow play long distance call, which is also another one of my personal favorites. Um, uh, what else did he do? Miniature. I'd have to look this stuff up, but he he did quite a few episodes. I want to say he probably did up to 20. He wrote up to 20 episodes. Um, you know, there's something very, very special about this. There's a lot of kind of synchronicities in this episode that have to do with my life personally, um, which I, you know, I don't know if that's necessary to get into yet. So The Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 5, written by Charles Beaumont, The Howling Man. It's pretty popular with critics and fans. I looked up a few sites that rank all the 150-plus episodes of The Twilight Zone. This one's always in the top 20. Um, But, you know, this is an episode that, because of the nature of it and because of the characters in it, there's been, like, in recent years, toys and dolls made of the howling man and uh actually i actually have an air freshener in my car of the howling man so um it's kind of cool to see how this took off you know some 60 years or after being made you know um the merchandising end of it and just the the popularity and the growth that came after this you know because i believe you know all the people that that worked on this episode of the show and that starred in it and that wrote it are are now deceased and gone from this mortal plane and have crossed over to the other side so for us to be able to carry on the legacy in our own little way besides what has happened with the with the somewhat um mainstream uh subculture of of the twilight zone and the love for the howling man episode you know it's a real it's a real honor for me personally down this hall is a very strange individual locked in a room. 
He's known by various names and by various forms. And next week on The Twilight Zone, you'll be close to the elbow of the people who let him out. Our story is called The Howling Man by Mr. Charles Beaumont. It's designed for the young in heart, but the strong of nerve. I hope we'll see you next week along with The Howling Man. Thank you and good night. I definitely think that this song is, you know, helping keep the tradition of live of, you know, horror movie themes and stuff like this. I wouldn't really call Twilight Zone horror. I think it borders along the lines of horror. There's some science fiction there, but there's a lot of, there's also a lot of like, you know, social issues. They were really ahead of their time in the writing, talking about, you know, making uh, assimilations between, uh, you know, uh, racial equality and just, you know, mankind uh, destroying each other and things like this. And um, I think, you know, that's a deeper topic to talk about, you know, whereas like you see bands like Metallica, you know, may have early songs about, you know, kind of more fantasy horror kind of stuff. And then in the later years, you know, they really talk about, you know, more social issues and mankind destroying destroying ourselves you know especially on their last record so i think this this song really covers all of that The idea for the lyrics actually came quite late. Um, at, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the, I mean, the band, I mean, we started in 2011, just writing the four songs for the EP. And later that year in 2011, uh, we started writing The Howling Man. So, I mean, this the, the musical elements of this song go back to the first year that the band was created. Um, but lyrically, this song took me a really long time to write. Actually, it, as many Night Demon songs have gone, this song had a, a long evolution. And um, I wrote, this was the last, the very last song that I wrote for the Curse of the Dan album, lyrically. So it was, it was, it was probably the first song we had musically and the last song lyrically. It just went through a lot of changes. It took a long time. It, it took a long time for me to find a vocal melody. And truth be told, it was not originally called The Howling Man. It was not based on this concept at all. So that came much later when I was looking for, 
for lyrical inspiration for the song. When we were doing the uh, uh, original recording for the Curse of the Damned album in late 2013, the album was actually titled Run For Your Life at that time. And we, we didn't have Screams in the Night or Mastermind then. So the album was two songs shorter. And, you know, I was just feeling a lot of pressure to finally write lyrics for this song. And uh, I was just doing what I do, watching The Twilight Zone <laughs> late at night at home. And I just randomly, I can't remember if I was watching it. The You know, I have them all on DVD, but I might have just been watching it on TV, actually. And The Howling Man came up and I somehow, I don't know if it was some kind of weird amnesia. Here's a, here's where some of these synchronicities start to come in, okay? So, you know, it being my favorite show, I've seen every episode, you know, multiple times. But I remember this coming on and I'd watched it like I'd never seen it before. And that's what happens to Ellington, the main character of the story. He gets lost in a storm. He doesn't know really where he is. And he has some kind of, it's almost like an amnesia. Like he he he's just really disoriented and out of sorts and really kind of doesn't even know, you know, up from down, right from left or, or who he is or really anything like that, you know, and, and it's kind of the same thing happened to me. And this came on in this, in this magical moment, which was, you know, crunch time for me to just put some lyrics down. And I watched this episode, like I had never seen it before. And it just completely, floored me and it gave me inspiration immediately so i just picked up the pen and just started writing lyrics and just said that's these this is the lyrics to this song this is the howling man and when you hear the the intro that we already had obviously the rain, the rain sound effects weren't there yet the thunderstorm but just the doomy intro it just really it really worked with the 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 themes of of this episode and so it was just it was really a, a perfect uh, serendipitous thing I think what makes this episode a great song theme is, you know, the title, The Howling Man, the uh, the howling that happens during the episode, the premise of it, the devil himself, um, especially at this point in the band when we were writing songs early on in the band. You know, I mean, this song was, was written, was one of the first songs written uh, for Curse of the Damned. And, um, you know, back then we were a younger band and and we were just sowing our wild oats and playing with a lot of heavy metal horror movie kind of cliches and we didn't really care you know i mean we weren't trying to trying to do anything in our minds we weren't trying to do anything totally original or i hate to use the word special because i look back on those times and all those all of those songs are are very special and especially this one but, um, you know, just from the get-go of this episode, just from the beginning, um, you know, 
having uh you know mr ellington walking through the woods lost in a storm and coming up to a castle it's just incredible and it and it it really lends itself to the uh imagery of a band like night demon So let's get into the lyrics. This is the most important part of the song when talking about the theme of the Howling Man from the Twilight Zone. So the first verse, holy rollers with your staff of truth. Holy rollers with your staff of truth. So this is in reference to the brotherhood here at the castle with the staff of truth, which is the staff that holds the, the howling man <laughs> uh, a prisoner holds him captive. So this is coming from the, it could be coming from the perspective of David Ellington, but it's also just a general setup of like, here's what's going on. Holy rollers. So like they're, you know, I kind of tried to do, uh, to say that more metaphorical because the brotherhood here in the story, they are men of the cloth, you know, and, but I also wanted it just to be, you know, just for the, the casual listener that doesn't know it's about the twilight zone, holy rollers with your staff of truth. That could be, you know, any of these TV evangelists and stuff, you know, it could be pointed at that, you know, holy rollers, right. You know, the, uh, the righteous or the, you know, so they, they claim to be right. Um, so that's that first line, holy rollers with your staff of truth. Second line of that first verse is mind controllers defending God with no proof. Mind controllers defending God with no proof. From David Ellington's perspective, this is the way he sees them. Holy rollers with your staff of truth, mind controllers defending God with no proof. He comes in and he doesn't believe them. He thinks that they're holding this guy captive, this innocent guy captive, and something is definitely wrong. He's got to do something about it. He stumbled in, into like some kind of fucking cult. He's lost in, in Europe and 
He just doesn't know what the fuck is going on, but he knows something is going on and he needs to act on it. The chorus, you do not know what you speak of. The howling man is no man at all. Do not open up the door. Evil will trick you. I won't let you take this world to hell. But you must believe them. You do not know what you speak of. The howling man is no man at all. Do not open up the door. Evil will trick you. I won't let you take this world to hell. So now we switch, okay? The first verse is from David Ellington's perspective about what's happening. The chorus is from Brother Jerome's perspective. Now, some of these lines are exactly, I've just lifted them from the actual episode because it's so powerful that I just said, I need to say exactly what this guy is saying because it comes directly from his mouth. And the police will be very interested to learn that you people are keeping a man in prison. I here. tell you, there is no man. Then you do hear it. As I have heard it every hour of every day for five long years. Why did you lie? I didn't. When I told you that no man howled at the hermitage, I was being perfectly honest. What you saw is not a man. It is the devil himself. Yes. The devil himself. What you saw in the cell is Satan. You believe me, don't you? But if he's the devil, how do you keep him locked up? With the staff for truth. The one barrier he cannot pass. Tell me, how did you recognize him? He doesn't look evil. The devil hath power to assume a pleasing shape. Sometimes he was only a spectator, a face in the crowd. But always, he was there. Second verse. Prince of darkness, taking the form of man, manipulating, doing all that he can, but don't believe him. Prince of darkness, taking the form of man, manipulating, doing all that he can, but don't believe him. So we are still in brother jerome's perspective here so if you go back to the first line of the song it's a setup of david ellington coming in and going what is going on here then from the chorus on in the song it's an answer from brother jerome to him played by the great john carradine amazing actor if you ever get a chance to see any of the other work that he's done really you know really the, the golden age of, of Hollywood, you know, a lot of these guys, Twilight Zone just spawned so many, so many great actors, but I digress back to the lyrics. So Prince of Darkness, uh, another form of 
you know, another name for the devil, right? Taking the form of man, which he, which he does in there that brother Jerome's trying to explain that to him. And, you know, he says a line in there. It is the devil himself manipulating, doing all that he can, but don't believe him. Basically, brother Jerome explaining that, look, he's the devil and he's here to trick you. And that's it. He's, he's, he's trying to manipulate you. Do not believe him. Stay away from him and stay the fuck out of our business. You know, you came here seeking refuge. We didn't want to help you, but we ended up letting you in anyway. Don't come in here and fuck around with what we've got going. Back to the chorus again. You know, I'll say the lines again. You do not know what you speak of. The howling man is no man at all. Do not open up the door. Evil will trick you. I won't let you take this world to hell. You do not know what you speak of. The howling man is no man at all. Do not open up the door. Evil will trick you. I won't let you take this world to hell. I won't let you take this world to hell. Brother Jerome telling him, look, you don't know what you're talking about. Don't open the damn door. He's there to trick you. I'm not going to let you release the devil back into the world after we've, we've captured him. And it's our job here as the guardians of society and of earth to keep to keep this motherfucker here. Then we come to the bridge section. Through history, he's just a face in the crowd. Where there was sin, corruption, and war, he was always there. Now that he's trapped, I'm not letting go. So please, don't open the door. Then followed by a big, No! Through history, it's just a face in the crowd Where there was sin, corruption, and war He was always there Now that he's trapped I'm not letting go Please, oh please Don't open the door No, no, no Don't open the door. No! Don't open the door. No! Not again! No! 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 So that never happens in the episode, but you know, you get the point. You got to add that for dramatic effect. I had seen him before in all parts of the world, in all forms and guises. Wherever there was sin, wherever there was strife, wherever there was corruption and persecution, there he was also. Sometimes he was only a spectator, a face in the crowd. But always he was there. 
see, I hope. Why, you must say nothing of what you've seen and heard here. So the song ends with another chorus, and that's it. That's our story. That is the story of the Howling Man, the best way that I could interpret it at the time. And again, just taking some choice words from the actual episode because they're so powerful and putting them into song form while adding my own twist to it. You do not know what you speak of. The howling man is the man at all. Do not open up the door. Evil trick you. I won't let you take this world to hell. I won't let you take this world to very proud that i could could bring you know just bring some of this this great television show and this this great writing by charles beaumont and rod serling you know off the silver screen and onto wax and bring it into the heavy metal world so that's it for the howling man this week my all-time favorite night demon song um i would like to clarify something though even though this is my all-time favorite night demon song Uh, You probably know, if you listen to this podcast, that Night Demon have a new album ready to go. going to be released early 2023. Uh, Lots more details on that in the future to come. I've heard the demos and the early mixes right up to the final album mixes and master of this new album. And there's songs on there that blow Howling Man out of the water. So, So Howling Man is my favorite Night Demon song that's currently available on an album. I can't express strongly enough how strong this new material is. A few tracks on there that are uh, probably my new all-time favorites. Just wanted to make that clear. Next week, we'll get more into The Howling Man, some early demos, alternate early studio versions, isolated tracks, the history of the song. Until next week, this is Nesbitt signing off. Thanks for listening to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. Head over to nightdemon.net, click on the subscriber tab, and sign up to access exclusive weekly bonus content. If you would like to donate to support the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, you can do so through PayPal at paypal.me slash nightdemonmetal. Additionally, if you have not already done so, please subscribe, like, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.
All hail, Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. This is Dusty Squires chiming in to tell you about my brand new signature sticks from the London Drumstick Company. I've dreamt of having my very own drumsticks ever since I was a wee lad, and LDC made that a possibility for me. Founded in 2016 in London, England, the birthplace of heavy metal, the London Drumstick Company has trailblazed a path through the music industry and taken the drummer world by storm. When I met them for the first time, they knew their product was going to withstand the beatings of a Night Demon show. They took the time to work with me on getting everything just right. The balance and weight of my sticks are the same no matter what, and the durability is bar none the best I've ever had. I know my sticks will last through the set night after night. I'm truly honored to work with a company that caters to their players the way LDC does. Their innovation and attention to detail is what separates them from the rest of the stick makers out there. Their custom stick sleeves are unbelievable and really make the entire presentation complete. Wait until you see the design they came up with for me. It blew my mind and was a surprise to say the least. They have all kinds of amazing swag, including hoodies, t-shirts, drummer shorts, drum keys, stick bags, towels, face masks, practice pads, and much, much more. Even if you're not a drummer, you can be a part of Demon History and order my brand new signature sticks direct from their website. How cool is that? And to top it off, the London Drumstick Company are giving an exclusive offer to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. Go to londondrumsticks.co.uk and receive a 15%, 15% store-wide discount using promo code DEMONSTICKS. All capital letters, no spaces, DEMONSTICKS. D-E-M-O-N-S-T-I-C-K-S. I can't thank everyone there enough for the opportunity to be a part of their family and for them trusting me with their amazing products. See you metal maniacs on the road very soon. And yes, the wood chips will be flying. Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. <laughs> Visit our website at monstersmadnessandmagic.com to stay up to date on all the dark dealings within the sanctuary of the strange. Enjoy the show. Hey Metalheads, I'm Mark and I host Metal Forge. Let me tell you about the show. The Metal Forge features the best underground metal from all over the world. We spend every week with a different artist with interviews, in-depth conversations, and most of all, the music. We also feature audience interactivity where you can submit your questions to the upcoming guests. New episodes are out every Friday at noon Eastern Time at MetalForgeRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know what's going on in the world of music? Then tune in to the Nothing Shocking Podcast, a non-genre-based, all-ages-friendly rock and roll program 
Join us weekly for interviews with all your favorite rock stars from the mainstream to the underground. You can find us at nothingshocking.libsyn.com or anywhere you download podcasts. Okay, Metalheads, you've been complaining that there has not been a channel that plays all of the heavy metal videos from past, present, and future for years and years at this point. Well, that time is over. Heavy Metal Television is back. HeavyMetalTelevision.net is the website. Go there. You can see videos playing 24-7, 365, all the time. All the best from the old school, the new school, and everything in between. Check it out. HeavyMetalTelevision.net. It is where the metal is.